Hello and welcome to the Hardy Boys Unofficial Fan Podcast. This is an intro episode into a new series I will be starting on the podcast. I'm going to look at the revisions of the Hardy Boys Mystery Stories, numbers 1 through 38, to analyze the changes made and to evaluate their effect on the series. But first, I decided to provide a little bit of background. The series will begin next episode with my analysis of the Tower Treasure original text in the rewrite. The Hardy Boys Mystery Stories are the main Hardy Boys series that began in 1927 with the publication of The Tower Treasure, and ran until 2005 with the 190th book in the series titled Motocross Madness. Stratemeyer Syndicate was the original book packager for the series. They handled all the aspects of the book's creation except for final publication. The publisher from 1927 to 1979 was Grosset & Dunlop, which published the first 58 books from Tower Treasure to The Sting of the Scorpion in hardcover. In 1979, the publisher was changed to Simon & Schuster, who published in paperback, They would continue until the end of the series in 2005. Although there is no change in the continuity of the series, the switch to paperback in 1979 caused fans to refer to books 59 through 190 as the Digests and books 1 through 58 as Canon. After the Skyfire puzzle, number 85 in 1985, the Stratemeyer Syndicate was sold to Simon & Schuster. At this point, Megabooks became the book packager while Simon & Schuster was the publisher until book 154, The Caribbean Cruise Caper, in 1999, when Simon & Schuster brought packaging in-house and controlled every aspect of the books, from creation to final publication. In 2002, Simon & Schuster shifted production to a subdivision called Aladdin, but not much changed. Simon & Schuster finally ended production of the original series in 2005 with book 190, Motocross Madness, being the final book in the Hardy Boys Mystery Stories. The Hardy Boys Mystery Stories are just one of several Hardy Boys series. I hope to get into the other series in later episodes. Many aspects of book publishing changed over the years, from the dust jackets to the cover art to the end papers. And collectors are very familiar with this, as these changes are what primarily determine the value of the book. But right now, I'm focusing on content rather than the packaging. More specifically, the content of the first 38 books. So the content of the books was totally controlled by the book packager, the Stratemeyer Syndicate. The Stratemeyer Syndicate was created by Edward Stratemeyer in 1906. As an extremely prolific author, he started the idea of series fiction, especially children's series fiction, that wasn't trying to educate, but rather entertain. The Stratemeyer Syndicate owned lots of series. The most well-known are Tom Swift, Hardy Boys, Nancy's Rue, and the Bobsy Twins. Part of series fiction was the idea that you could have various ghostwriters all writing under the same name. That was unique to each book series. The pen name chosen for the Hardy Boys series was Franklin W. Dixon. For the Hardy Boys, Stratemeyer would write the outline and then have it completed into a manuscript by a ghostwriter. Stratemeyer wrote the first nine outlines before his death in 1930. The next 22 outlines were then completed by his daughters, Edna Stratemeyer Squeer and Harriet Stratemeyer Adams. As ghostwriters were anonymous, it's difficult to verify who exactly wrote which story, unless the author publicizes it, but even then we have to take the alleged author at his word. Leslie McFarlane, a Canadian author, is known to have written about 20 of the first 25 books, and it's fairly well established, with little controversy, that he wrote the first 11 books following the outlines given to him. The first 38 books were published from 1927 to 1959. Then, from 1959 to 1973, while new books were also being released, the first 38 books were revised, and that's what I'm going to be focusing on for the next few episodes. So why revise the books? 
The most common answer to this I've seen is racism. But I don't think that's the main reason. First of all, it's not that hard to remove racism from books. It doesn't require a complete rewrite, as racism is very rarely central to the book. Not every book had racially charged stereotypes, and you didn't need to totally change the plots in order to remove racism, with maybe a few exceptions. For example, the Hidden Harbor mystery revolves around a gang of black youths who are portrayed in a very negative light. But this isn't something that requires a total rewrite. All that was done in the rewrite when it came to the gang, for example, was to change the race of the gang so that it was ambiguous and no longer stereotypically African-American. An example of a book that really would have had to have the plot changed in order to address charges of racism was Footprints Under the Window, whose plot revolved around illegal immigration going through Chinese laundries. But again, the complete overhaul of the books suggests that a lot more than just simple racism was in play. The pressure to revise the books came from the publisher, Grosset and Dunlap. Management at the Stratemeyer Syndicate, particularly Harriet Stratemeyer Adams, was opposed to the rewrites initially. Lots of series were revised, not just the Hardy Boys. The Nancy Drew and the Bobsy Twins also received rewrites. Tom Swift avoided revisions, but that is because a new series was launched that focused on his son, Tom Swift Jr., making the rewrites unnecessary. After looking through the books, I think it's pretty clear that Grosset and Dunlip wasn't focused primarily by moral outrage at allegedly outdated racist stereotypes in the old books, but it just wanted to change the series to sell better. The new books contained updated technology, as well as aspects that were more child-friendly. One of these aspects is the removal of racial stereotypes, but a larger change in terms of the amount of edits is how the boys act and feel toward authority. Colleague and the police are no longer treated negatively. The boys become more affluent, and rich people are also portrayed less in a negative light. The Hardys are aged up, and they no longer carry guns, for example. The most important change Grosset and Dunlop made was a change to the feel of the books. The new books had faster action with less atmosphere building and was targeted more to a shorter attention span. Think more Michael Bay and less Ridley Scott. This was an attempt to appeal to changing reader tastes. There were complaints at the time that the new books appealed too much to attention spans changed by television. It's interesting that even back in the 50s, adults were complaining about kids' shortened attention spans. I wonder what they would think now. Next episode, I will begin by looking at the changes to the Tower Treasure and evaluating them to see if the changes were either positive or negative. Spoiler warning, it's a mixed bag.